Hey y'all, this is a preview to the latest premium subscriber only episode to Champagne Sharks. So what you're hearing is a small clip of a longer episode that is available over on patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. And it's available to premium subscribers who pay $5 a month. And if you want to hear the rest of the episode, go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks and subscribe for only $5 a month. You get not only access to this episode in its entirety, but to the whole backlog of premium episodes, which at this point is over 100 episodes at this point. So it's a great deal. So without further ado, here is the preview. And I hope we see you on the other side at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks, where you can hear the rest. I feel like having that fat and ass would kind of be like a gift and a curse for a woman too. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, like when I see those people, like, um, I've kind of came to this I became curious about this a couple of years ago. I think it was 2017, maybe 18, where I went to Miami and I didn't realize how prevalent they were there. And I guess it was the start mm-hmm. of them becoming cheap because um, it used to just be like um, models, video vixens, people with money, you know, who had these. But mm-hmm. when I was down there, I was seeing people who were like bank, like bank tellers working in like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Walgreens, you know, or it just with like, these big BBL um, asses and stuff. And, and even the airport, as soon as you got to the airport, you would see them. And, and I was like, okay, on one hand, maybe like this person gets a lot of people to buy stuff for her. Maybe like, like, like maybe to some degree, this page its own way. Cause I've seen like, no, I saw like on social media, like there was some woman talking, who knows? Cause people lie, but she was like, just look at my BBL. <laughs> uh, my rent gets paid. This happens, you know, all this stuff. But when I was down there in the airport and I just saw people walking around, everybody was kind of gawking and staring and kind of like treating it like a freak show. But at the same time, I think for some people, any attention is better than no attention. I was kind of wondering like what you were finding about the psychological pros and cons of, because it's it's kind of a weird body dysmorphia, but instead of people thinking that they're never skinny enough. It's like they think their ass can never be big enough for some people. And that whatever the social benefits of it are, uh, even if they seem horrifying to the rest of us, it's it's worth it. And I was kind of wondering what your findings were about um, just like, you know, the mindset, the rewards, incentives of, of this culture. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think something that's really interesting now, you know, because you talked about being down in Miami in like 2017, 2018, is that it's so I, I feel like it's even more prevalent and even less, you know, like commented on like pretty much everyone I talked to for this story. I can't I can't 100% verify, but I, I do feel basically everyone I spoke to like had gotten a BBL and like, you wouldn't know, like, honestly. Um, and I think that's what, and it's like, okay, yeah, predictable. If you're working in the industry, you know, you probably have to have that kind of like real world experience. But at the same time, I think like something I learned that was really, really striking is that like, that's super, yeah, like I, you know, people buy me cars, people pay my rent, like look at, look at this watch, like whatever. That's not one BBL. That's like, like four or Mm. five. 
And that I think really changed my perspective on it, I guess, just like that, that truly like, whoa, like I'm looking from across the road or whatever ass is like, that's like 50K. Mm, and something you just brought up, which is a good point. I didn't even think of. You said a lot of them you wouldn't even know. I didn't even think about it. That's true. Like you're only going to notice the ones that are extreme, but there's probably a mm-hmm. bunch that had them that I totally didn't know. And I just thought that was mm-hmm. just their body. They didn't, it didn't even occur to me that uh, you only notice the conspicuous ones. But mm-hmm. so you're saying there's a lot out there that are actually within reason. So, so it's probably more widespread than, you know, even what I saw with my bare eyes in, in Miami. Like, I, I'm just seeing the really over-the-top ones. I think so. And I also think, like, until I really knew what happens in the procedure, which I, I didn't really have an idea of when I just knew, like, oh, a Brazilian butt lift, this exists. Like, because the nature of the procedure is that you take fat, usually, like, from the stomach but generally like liposuction the fat out of one area of your body and you move it into like the hips and like the butt, you're going to get like initially like a really swollen, really big result, but it's all about whether the fat takes. And so like a lot of it ends up dying off. And if you end up like you get the BBL, you're happy with it. And then you don't I I think something that got stressed a lot throughout my reporting was like the importance of maintenance, because if you then put on weight, like you're going to probably have the same proportions you had before you got this procedure. Like it's really, really easy to like lose Mm. your BBL, which sounds like a nightmare, honestly, after going through all this other stuff. But I think it, you know, it it can really happen, um, which was nuts to me as well. Something that I think is culturally changed a lot, but I think this is actually bigger than the BBL. I think this is uh, just our culture in general is that, well, well let me back up. Um, one time I saw somebody post some pictures of uh, Bella Hadid and her sister. And this person was somebody who was really into fashion and modeling. And this is someone who was mm-hmm. like a big fan of, and she was like, I can't stand these girls because they just basically bought their faces and she was really mad. She's like, you know, back in the days, Carol all and Linda Evangelista and Naomi Campbell, they just had a natural look to them and they're spotted. But now these are like the daughters of like, of, of a, of a rich guy who just said, Hey, mommy and daddy, I want a face and a body. And now they're like dominating modeling. She was like really pissed. And she was putting pictures of before and after the Hadid sisters. And for me, it was news to me. I don't really, follow that culture. I was, like, I was like, oh, wow. These girls look totally different. And ironically, I thought they looked better before the surgery, but that's neither here nor there. But what surprised <laughs> me more than the pictures where there were a whole bunch of people responding like, you're a hater. Who cares? Um, if they paid for it, it's real. Like, um, you know, people should be allowed to improve themselves. And there was just a big wave of people who were just like, we don't care. It looks good. It looks plausible. And I said to myself, there's some weird shift happening here. I don't really know what it is, but this is kind of thing where it's like, as long as it's plausible and looks well done, it's almost more of a flex to be able to say. And Mm -hmm. it always stuck in my head when I saw that thread. And I started noticing with even Brazilian butt lifts now, people will straight up post that they had, like before you try to hide it. And, you know, yeah. people, people would lie, like, you know, the Kardashians mm-hmm. made a big point of 
having an x-ray and saying, oh, no, we never had, which is not true. They had something. Yeah. Uh, they took advantage of the fact that a lot of people didn't know what a Brazilian butt lift was and that people thought mm-hmm. it was going to be these two big implants in your right a hundred percent yeah 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 but the fact that they even felt the need to lie but these new people they don't care to lie people they will mm-hmm. admit it they will go i've seen like um influencers and whatever and i guess they do this to get free or this kind of surgery they will let like the dr miami's or the world or whatever film their surgery and do a youtube yes. video yeah. So they will like yeah, show yeah. videos of themselves before and after, like, hey, I'm at Dr. Miami's and I'm about to get this BBL. Okay. And they'll show graphically on YouTube that thing going in and repositioning. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering about that, like this kind of flex culture where it's like, I don't know if it's better or worse, but now people just straight up own it and people will straight up be posting, hey, where did you get your butt done? And people will answer, <laughs> you know, and it's just really uh, bizarre, this idea that... um the fakeness is kind of a flex, almost like, hey, I can afford this or I can do this or whatever. And I was wondering what you thought about uh, that, like seeing that evolve in real time. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think like you really like hit the nail on the head by calling it like flex culture. Like it really is like, a, you know, it's a consumerism thing because, of course, you know, I, I do think part of the like huge like spike in popularity of this stuff in general is that it became affordable, but at the same time, you're still dropping $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 for these procedures. So it's not, you know, I'm not spending $5,000 on anything. Like it's hard. And sort of additionally, because especially, especially with the BBL, but with a lot of this other stuff too, you're really suffering a lot in a way that I think kind of is like ennobling. Like, it's like, I, I could do this. I could handle this. Like I, I went on the journey. I did the years of research and now I have my body to like show for it, you know? So I I think that's part of why it's a brag. It's not embarrassing anymore because it's like, you, you did all of that. You survived all of that, you know? It's kind of depressing and enlightening when you call it ennobling. Cause I feel like it's Mm -hmm. gotta be replacing something our culture used to have but has gone away like you know maybe when people used to brag about making pilgrimages to like you know where jesus lived or going to mecca if they're if they're muslims like now this is somehow a warped consumer version of that like you know and maybe those recovery houses are part of the because you talk about those recovery houses which i thought was crazy Mm -hmm. i know nothing about that yeah i i do think it's, it's actually funny one of the like headlines that we were floating around for this was how Miami became a Mecca for like the Brazilian butt lift. But then we were like, eh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I get, yeah. I get what you mean though. It's a, it's a pretty mm-hmm. accurate analogy. It, it came to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do think it's also interesting that like my story didn't really go into this. Um, but like Miami is like the cheapest work you can get done in the U S but I had a source tell me that like, the really serious, the Miami people don't get their shit done in Miami. They go to like Colombia or the Dominican Republic because there are fewer restrictions. You can get everything done at once and you can get more fat taken out, more stuff transferred, like more extreme. And so that's how I think also you get kind of the like super exaggerated, like, you know, result that um, you you aren't going to see yeah, necessarily like the marketing professionals and like dental hygienists of of america you know who are just taking miami 
Yeah. Um, I knew about Colombia and it was pretty crazy when I read about uh, what was happening in Colombia. But I mean, the rec- what you talked about with people, when you when I was reading your story and I just started reading it and there was a woman, uh, let me get her name. It was um, Janitus. I, I misunderstood mm-hmm. it first. I thought she was like one of those people, right? Who, you know, you know, people who kind of dedicate themselves to some kind of um, cause. So it's like, say, I help ex-gang members find jobs and do whatever. <laughs> I thought she was like somebody who was coming in and preaching the gospel against BBLs and helping botch BBLs and then kind of like saving them and raising awareness, stop BBLs. But as the story went on, I realized, oh no, she's kind of just, opportunist sounds pejorative, but I mean opportunist in a neutral way as in you see an opportunity in -hmm. capitalism and you, um, you know, uh, capitalize on it. Uh, she says, if I understand right, she's part of an industry of people who kind of realize that with all these BBLs, there's a need for a service. There's a need out there, and I'm gonna um, fill this potentially lucrative, lucrative need. So, and it, it turned out she actually had one herself, right? Uh, at some point, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was kind of disappointing because I was thinking, oh, oh, what an angel! Like she's just out there, you know. Helping uh, uh-huh. BBL patients see the error of their ways and everything, and then kind of realize. But can you tell me more about that uh, whole industry and that you describe in this article? Totally, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I just had no idea again that it really existed before I saw that TikTok. But it does, of course. As as I'm talking to all of the people who work in the industry, they're going to say this is totally necessary, um, which is just sort of this super specialized like personal care assistant I think that's what like a lot of it ends up boiling down to with like certain you know licenses and certifications or you know just being good with people like that's that's something I kind of hit on in the story too that it varies a lot but yeah effectively these are just mostly women who will hang out with you after you get whatever major surgery and like make sure you walk around so you don't get blood clots in your legs and like help you shower and just deal with all of this kind of like aftermath as people who like understand what's going on versus just like your mom or like your aunt or like god forbid like your fucking boyfriend or something who is not going to be able to deal but but to be clear these are actual needs, right? Like your actual, the blood clot issue is a real issue. They're not selling you a fake, a fake need. It's just that no, a, whole, a whole cottage industry has just popped up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but some of them are scammers though, right? Like, like some of them yeah. are, do actually legit provide a useful service, but some of them are also just kind of like uh, scamming people. Yeah, totally. No, to be clear, like, basically everyone I talked to for the story, I was like, you are amazing at your job. You are exactly who I would want around me. If I was in this situation, it is completely not something that someone who is not a professional could handle all of the, all of the, all of the leaking and stuff like that. It really is very, very intense. Um, And I think that's kind of a real failure on the part of like the surgeons and the surgery centers where this stuff is performed because they have no obligation to provide any kind of aftercare to ask you what your plan is or to even follow up after they do this like quite dangerous operation on you. Um, And so that's essentially like why 
why this stuff exists. Like it is the mix of like, oh, you know, I've I've had this done and I see that no one was there for me. Let me try to actually make a business off of being there for other people. But also it is like, yeah, I, I if I knew anyone who was getting a BBL, I'd be like, you have to fucking hire someone or mm-hmm. you're crazy. Um, but yeah, like um, because as I kind of like touch on in the article, a lot of this stuff operates off of Instagram or Facebook and there isn't really regulation especially like not in florida the health department wouldn't even talk to me i Mm. i do not really think yeah um that they're super concerned about this which is nuts to me um people will just set up sham operations and like not show up or you know not provide the services that they advertise say that you can stay at this like luxurious like super instagram friendly house then the house doesn't exist say they'll Mm. pick you up from your appointment and no car comes stuff like that which is dangerous honestly all right so that was a preview if you like what you hear and you want to hear the rest of the episode and a hundred more episodes then by all means go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks take care y'all